For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. All right, we are continuing our 49ers roster countdown with a fun rookie. One that, uh, you know, assistant GM Adam Peters says was probably our biggest value when drafting. And that is none other than six-round cornerback Tariq Castro-Fields out of Penn State. Um, Really, really like this guy. And, you know, it's funny. I, I know I say that a lot. When you dive into what these players had to go through to get to where they are, it's hard not to like them. It really, really is. And and this, I've got some issues. I had some issues before he was drafted. I'll share, you know, my pre-draft write-up with him. Obviously, once he was drafted by the 49ers, did a deeper dive. There's lots of issues on why he fell to where he did. There's lots of issues on why he can be successful in the NFL, like some positive things, right? So let, let, let's get to know him. Tariq Castro-Fields, number 61 on our player countdown. And again, this is all about biggest impact on this year's season, 2022 for the 49ers. Six foot one, 197 pounds. It's like the, the 49ers have a type when it comes to corner. And it, it doesn't go off by more than an inch and a half. It doesn't go off by more than 10 pounds. If you look at every single outside corner, they all fit this exact same mold. 5'11 to like right at 6'1", 190 to like right at 204. Like they all fit in there. He's 23 years old. He's wearing jersey number 36, which is an interesting look for a cornerback but we'll see here now he's from the dc area played at riverdale baptist high school um just outside of dc uh they're the crusaders which i always thought was like the dumbest mascot ever the crusaders lost like every battle and it represents like the worst time ever for christianity but anyway uh, that's nothing anyway anyway i i stop but being a history guy has has some issues. He was a sociology major and a four-star recruit out of high school. Now, he was first-team All-State in Washington, D.C. He was an All-Metro pick. Um, he had offers from Maryland, chose to go, and Alabama, and chose Penn State. Uh, go work with Tony Franklin up there. Um, and, you know, he was honorable mention in the conference, at Big Ten, 2019-2020. And he's a student, man. You know, he looked up to Richard Sherman even back when he was in college. Talked about how he studied Richard Sherman's game, all of those things. And just he's a mental, positively mental guy. Um, and was projected fourth, fifth round, which is kind of where I had him as well. But he kind of fell. You know, Adam Peters was on record saying all the way back from 2019, they had their eye on him and kind of watched his career as somebody that they really, really liked. And he is also a former college teammate with none other than Kevin Givens. So gets to kind of reunite with, you know, another Penn State guy there. Um so let, let's go through his athletic profile. Let's talk about this, okay? Probably the best thing that he has metric-wise, he ran a 4.3840, which is top-notch, 85th percentile of all NFL quarterbacks. So a straight-light speed, check. Um, uh, three cones, 7.05, 
Nah, not great. So not the biggest change of direction guy. So not going to be a slot guy. Vertical 37, that's perfectly fine. Was drafted in the sixth round, very last pick, I believe, 221 by the 49ers. Now let's go to my pre-draft write-up. Okay, so again, this has not been altered since, you know, I finished my film evaluation on him. Five years playing time, senior bowl standout, sticky tight, right? Whenever I was doing my first film evaluations on Tariq Castro Fields, tight. I mean, just Velcro, which that, the 49ers put a premium on that. They really, really do. You look at Charvarius Ward. You look at Emmanuel Mosley. You look at Ambry Thomas. They want guys that are always close to the wide receiver. They don't really value ball skills. Interceptions, not his game. Pass breakups, not his game. That's not what he does. He's speed. He has the perfect size that they want, and he's Velcro, sticky tight. Um, I put at his best in the red zone. I thought that's where he excelled. You give him a tight crunch area, and his game just goes through the roof. Athletic, good feet, long, uh, arm length, all right. Looks better in press than off zone, which is going to be a transition for him. Um, ball skills almost non-existent. That's a problem. Um, top end speed shows, top end speed shows, but still tight hipped. Missed tackles. This is why he fell. A lot of teams will take him off of their board because he had a 29.1 missed tackle percentage. That ranked 227th out of all defensive backs in college last year. It's as bad as it gets. And so the 49ers are betting they can correct that because, and again, you can go to Akella Witherspoon, never tackled, right? Um, you look at Leon O'Neal, not a good tackler. You look at the 49ers feel they can fix this with Tariq Castro Fields. And that's going to be the thing. If he can fix his tackling issues, he's going to get on the field eventually. If he can't fix that, that's going to be a problem. Now, you don't tackle in practice, so the only way you can find that out is preseason games, inter-squad scrimmages, things like that. Um, you know, And again, back to Adam Peters came out and said, man, we, we had a fourth-round grade on him and thought that's where he would go. We, really good value to get him in the sixth round. Now, you look at some of his pro football focus numbers. Finished 2021 with a 67.8 grade. All right, over 708 snaps, 385 snaps in coverage. Lots of experience. Lots of experience. Only allowed 56% completion percentage. Again, what is it Tariq Castro Fields does well? Makes it very difficult to complete passes. Not because of interceptions. Not because of batted passes. Just super tight windows for the quarterbacks to fit the ball in. That's his best. 56% completion percentage. That's great. Gave up one touchdown. Uh, had no interceptions. But again, you go back to 16 missed tackles. That's the one that kind of scares me. Now, if you look across his game, um, again, it's all based on pro football focus. 71.7 coverage grade, that's good. 54.6 run defense, awful. 35.4 tackling, awful. 61.3 man, good. 72.8 zone, good. Um, and now... You look at his alignment where he played out wide. He took 50, 562 snaps in the box 90 on the line of scrimmage, uh, kind of blitzing off the nickel position, 43, slot nickel 10, deep as a safety three. So he's an outside corner. That's not going to change. Traits, change of direction, three. That's bad for a corner. Frame seven, physicality eight, awareness three, and then speed eight. Um, he has an NFL body. There is no doubt about it. Now, my athletic and player comp, they're the same. Eli Apple, <laughs> um, which is not like the best thing, but 
he's a starting NFL corner. Looks like him, plays like him, um, doesn't give up a lot of separation. But again, you're not going to get those game-changing interceptions and things. It's just not going to happen. Now you look at his experience. He played in 52 games in the Big Ten, which is impressive against some of the best competition. L- look at the wide receivers he practiced against every single day. You know, at just for Penn State, they continue to put out a lot of guys. Um, so he he's got that experience. 30 career starts um, and only three career interceptions in 52 games. That's kind of that's the issue. So what do I think is going to happen? Best case scenario, he balls out in camp and lands on that fifth or sixth quarterback spot, plays a lot of special teams, and makes the active roster. Most likely, I do think that he'll make the roster, but could be like one of those red shirt, whatever guys. Think Diamandor Lenore, right? Diamandor Lenore last year, where you might see him in a game or two and then just not see him for like 14 straight games. Uh, Maybe like that's kind of the career trajectory that he's going to be on. Uh, is there a chance he doesn't make the 53-man roster? It's small. I, I'd probably say 75%. Whenever you get drafted, even though it's in the sixth round, odds are you're going to make the roster. Is there an undrafted free agent that could come up and take his spot? Yeah, it's possible. Um, even if that happens, I think the 49ers would keep him on a practice squad. That's worst case. Um, actually, worst case is he doesn't make the 53. Another team steals him and goes to their team. That'd probably be worst case. But the issue with him is right now, there's just too much, too many guys in front of him. Uh, Mosley, Charvarius Ward, Diamador Lenore, Thomas, Verrett, those guys clearly ahead of him. That's five dudes that I don't think he's going to be able to pass anytime soon, and that's not even throwing in slot corners, which I don't think he'll be there either. So um, I like this guy, but this is a red shirt. This is, you know, we're working on a T-shirt right now. It should be out soon. I'll let you guys know. It's it's a solid red shirt. And on the front it says, I got drafted by the 49ers and all I got was this red shirt. <laughs> and on the back it has our, our logo on it. I, uh, but anyway, like I want to send one to him because I think that's what this year is going to look like. So I like Tariq Castro-Fields. The athleticism's there. The speed's there. The NFL body's there. Love the Velcro, like sticky tight coverage. Doesn't get called for pass interference either. He's not grabby. He's just a mirror match kind of guy. Just no ball skills and poor tackling. He can fix those things. He's got enough elite traits to where he belongs in this league. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great: it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are now to number 60 of the 49ers roster countdown, and we have a familiar face running back, Jamichael Hasty. Hasty season, baby. Um, you know, this was one of the players that turned into a fan favorite. You know, the undrafted free agent running back, Kyle Shanahan, all those things. He flashes. Uh, he really, really does. Last year took some steps back when given the opportunity, but still played a, some meaningful snaps. There's no doubt about it. Jersey number 23, and he's small, 5'8", 205, little bitty bowling ball, uh, 25 years old, entering his third season. Now, he is an East Texas boy, Longview High School, the Fighting Lobos, um, which put out a lot of really, really good uh, players um, that have made it to the NFL. Now, he chose to stay in Texas, played at Baylor. And, you know, if we jump all the way back to what he did at high school, you know, he was a, you know, top 300 recruit, all-American running back coming out of high school, shifty, quick, power athlete, played under John King um, at LHS. And, you know, if you look at kind of where he was, 24-7 sports had him number 204 nationally, rivals had him 213, ESPN had him 262, and, you know, he was, you know, all over the place. Now, he played in a lot of the... You know, the Semper uh, Fidelis All-American Bowl, All-Star Games, all this stuff. Now, what he was able to accomplish in high school was pretty impressive. Also played basketball, ran track, and it's kind of turned into, you know, I know some people at Baylor, you ask them about Jermichael Hasty, you better sit down and relax because they're just going to say nothing but positive things for a long time. And even some people that didn't even go to Baylor, he has kept in contact with a lot of East Texas people, very East Texas proud uh, with the teams that they played against. There are a lot of strong rivalries out there in East Texas uh, football programs. And so whenever he went to Baylor, he uh, sat out his first season, redshirted, and then in 2016, you know, played 12 out of 13 games and just kind of did a little bit of everything. Academic All-Big 12, uh, important to understand that. Again, as we've seen with so many of these guys on the back end of the roster, academics, intelligence, work ethic, character. This kid's got it in spades. And I know a lot of times we kind of tunnel vision to what we see in a very limited um, number of snaps on the field, and we decide, all right, we like him, we don't like him. But you got to understand, these coaches, everybody that spends time with this kid, everybody raves about him. Amazing locker room guy, uh, you know, understands his responsibility, uplifting team spirit type guy. That's who he is. Um, went on his senior year, had a great year. Um, you know, junior year had over 1,000 rushing yards. Uh, senior year, all Big 12, honorable mention, all academic Big 12, appeared in 14 games, and, you know, just had a really good career. Um you know, if, if you look at just what he's done in college, he was very, very productive. Now, he was undrafted, smaller guy, not super fast, just kind of a do-it-all guy, but small. And I think the 5'8 the is rough because I think what he's best at, Jermichael Hasty, is third down back. That's really where he should be. The small target caused some issues at different points in the season, uh, especially whenever you don't have the most like accurate quarterbacks, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance. It does give them a smaller target. Now, 
He's, you know, if you look at just what he did at Baylor, played in 41 career games, almost 2,000 career rushing yards, 79 receptions. Um, I mean, he's just a productive guy. Now, let's jump to what his metrics are and what he's done in the NFL with his three seasons, okay? So 40-yard dash, 4.55, no issues there. Not elite, not bad, just all right. 225-pound bench press, he got 15 reps. All right, not bad. 39-inch vertical, great, superb. You know, I had a six-round grade on him. He went undrafted. Um, and whenever he signed with the 49ers, um, right afterwards in 2020, he was a priority free agent. And he didn't make it on the final roster cuts. He got released, brought back to the team's practice squad the next day. Nobody snatched him. Um, and then he got elevated a couple times against the Giants and all that stuff. And it's just kind of bounced back and forth with pretty much his entire you know career. You look at what he's done in 2020, 2021. This is his third season. He's shown up in 19 games, zero starts. But he's got some work done. Um, 55 career rush attempts for 216 yards. Not bad, not great. 3.9 yards per carry. That's not what he does. Yeah, he can do that. He's got two rushing touchdowns. That's fine. Where will he play this year? Now, he's not a lock by any stretch just because he finished last year's the third down back. But, you know, 37 targets. He's got 30 receptions on 37 targets. That's pretty good. 190 yards, 6.3 average. That's good. No receiving touchdowns, but seven first downs last year receiving-wise. Catch rate of 81%. Pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. Now, the fumbles are an issue. Um, that was an issue before. It's an issue now. He's put the ball on the ground four times. Only lost one of those, but still put the ball on the ground four times on the limited numbers of carries that Jamichael Hasty has had. That's not positive. Um, you know, they tried him at kick returner. Didn't really work out. They like him, but somebody has to take it from him because you know what you're getting with him. And can he improve? Yes, he can. Is the book written on this kid? No, it is not. He's an NFL running back because he's a specialist and special teamer and awesome attitude and work ethic. So what's the best case scenario this year? Um, you know, we have him number 60. 53 people make it. You know, the best case scenario is that he wins the running back four spot. I think Elijah Mitchell, that's locked up, okay? I think Ty Davis-Price, that's locked up. I think Trey Sermon, because he was a third-round pick, gets another shot. So that's three guys that I consider to be locks in the backfield. Now, that running back four, that's something that could be interesting because, yeah, you got Jeff Wilson Jr. and Jamichael Hasty. You got the undrafted free agent, Mason. I don't think that you keep Jeff Wilson Jr. and Hasty. I think it's either or. I think you keep one or neither. Um, you know, if, if the rookie Mason can pass them both, I think that'd do it. But I don't think you keep Wilson and Hasty. It's one or the other. So we'll have to see who can kind of make themselves indispensable. But, you know, best case scenario, again, for Hasty is third down back special teams. That's best case. Most likely, uh, I think Hasty offers more than Jeff Wilson Jr. And I love Jeff Wilson Jr. But the problem is, is that Jeff Wilson Jr. can kind of do it all. He can be the every down back. I don't think Hasty can. So that's, that's the rough uh, area, but I like this kid. I have been very, um, yeah. The funny thing is, I hate Baylor, I can't stand Baylor, but I kind of like some of the Baylor guys that come out of there. Uh, really like Jalen Hurd, uh, RIP. Um, yeah, he's not dead. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, I really like Tasty. I don't, I hate Baylor, but I've really liked some of these prospects that come out of there. 
And, you know, for him to wind up number 60 on our list, there's going to be a time that he plays for the 49ers this season. Could he get snatched by another team? It's possible. There's so many Shanahan offensive disciples out there. If they need a third down back, yeah, they could snatch him if he doesn't make the 53. But part of me says he's going to be on there. Um, my betting odds, I would bet on Hasty making the roster over Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, that's just kind of where I stand now. Now, this list might not reflect that because if Wilson makes the roster, I think he'll get more work, if that makes sense. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And at number 59, we got a very promising, young, raw, talented offensive lineman, Spencer Burford. Um, this is a player, if you want to know anything else about him, he picked number 74. Uh, that's his jersey number. So Staley's old number. They chose, the 49ers chose not to retire it. Um, anyway, like, he gets it. Um, 6'5", 300 pounds, and probably my favorite thing about this prospect, 21 years old. Young. Raw, perfect frame, lots of talent. This is going to be a prospect that the 49ers are going to have to cultivate. He is not, again, he's making the roster. Okay, only 53 people make the roster. I have him at 59. Why? This is a redshirt candidate in the truest sense of the, uh, the, the term. Like, this kid is going to wait <laughs> to play doesn't mean he's not talented doesn't mean any any of those things he's incredible his ceiling is as high as any prospect that the 49ers landed this year it's just you're gonna have to wait you got to kind of help him grow into one he's playing a different position uh we'll get into that but let, let's look back okay let, let's understand the journey that spencer burford made to the nfl um, he's from San Antonio, been in San Antonio his entire life, played at Wagner High School, the Fighting Thunderbirds, um, which they love their military down there. San Antonio, very military base driven kind of culture. And the school reflects that was a criminal justice major, which I love four star recruit. He chose to go to the University of Texas, San Antonio, the Fighting Roadrunners. The highest ranked recruit in the history of one of the newest schools, um, D1 schools out there. Now, he's got NFL bloodlines. He's got two cousins that made it to the NFL. Adrian Waddle, who was a tackle, and Sam Hurd, who was a wide receiver. Now, back to Burford. Okay, He steps in, starts 10 games right off the bat as a freshman. Um, you know, kind of... His entire personality is bully, angry. He's he's just an NFL prospect. You see him and you're just like, oh, that guy's good. Like you don't have to see a snap. You can just see, oh, that's a Madden created character there. Again, 6'5", 300 pounds, and it's not bad weight. He could add more weight, more um, strength if he wanted to. Not that it's necessary, but they're moving him inside. He got all of the second string reps in OTAs and minicamp at right guard which is interesting because he never really played right guard. Um, so, um, again, as I said before, the highest recruit ever landed by UTSA. Um, and, man, he's just done so much. Now, let, let's look at his athletic profile. Just a couple 
metrics from him in high school, okay? Uh, all district, all-star games, all those things. He registered 87 knockdowns and 12 pancakes in 2016 alone. Like, he's a mean guy. Whenever you turn the film on, you chuckle a lot because he's just tossing people around like rag dolls. Now, his athletic met uh, metrics ran a 5.1940. Okay, that's average. All right. Broad jump 105. Okay. 20 yard shuffle, uh, shuttle, uh, 4.73. Vertical 27.5. Pretty good. So, not overly athletic. You're, by, you're drafting the frame. Th that's the frame, the mentality. And just the meanness. That's what you're getting with him. The upside. That's the whole idea. Now, he was picked in the fourth round by the 49ers. Number 134 overall. And, man, you look at, again, 21 years old. Frame and upside. Four-year starter. He's at his best for speed rushers. When you turn that film, you can't get around him. Uh, just cast a shadow, man. That's like he's just so big and massive and, and long. Even though he's got tackle metrics, the 49ers like him inside. Um you know, it, it, so I'll say this, great hands, good mobility in the run game for his size, but he can add so much more. Like, you're not, you didn't draft Spencer Burford for what he is. 21 years old, raw, you get to carve him, you get to build him into what you want. This is a project play with immense upside. Um, probably one of my favorite things that I saw about him is his heavy hands. When, you know, you're watching film and whenever he engages with the defender, you see the head pop back, the helmet pop back every single time his hands touch somebody. Very heavy-handed. Gets to the second level with ease. That's why they like him at guard. That's why he's a zone-type guy. He did have 11 penalties in 2021. That's something that, again, raw, going to have to be coached up. Adam Peters, uh, the... The four, he said the 49ers had a third to fourth round grade on him. So that means back in third, early fourth. And again, they picked him 134 in the fourth round. So a little bit of a value there. And Adam Peters said he's quicker than fast, and they're going to try him at guard and tackle. Now, again, remember, exclusively played at right guard during UTAs and minicamps. So we'll see if they have something else for him. But, man, I don't want him moving around. I really, really don't. Now, while he was at UTSA... Um, you know, he was voted team favorite and what they do there is they vote for the toughest guys on the team and they get single digit Jersey numbers. And so he, he got one of those jerseys. Now he, he can't wear that, uh, for the games, but he was again, somebody that was singled out by his teammates as a leader and as a tough guy. Now you look at the starts, he's got 45 starts. He's got, he played a lot of games. Um, so 21 at left guard, 20 at left tackle, two at right tackle, and then two games where he came in and kind of bounced around. But, again, he's got a lot, a lot of work all over. It's going to be interesting at right guard. I would not have picked that spot for him, but we'll see how he goes. Um, senior Bowl, my athletic comp and my play style comp are the same. Very rarely does that happen. It's Bobby Evans um, out of OU. So um, good player, good player comp, and that's kind of the – trajectory you're looking for and what he's going to be able to do now what are his projections now he's a fourth round rookie and the reason why i have him at 59 he's making this roster no questions about it he's a fourth round pick he's making the roster he's a lock but i have him 59 i cannot find a way for him to make the field i don't see that at all this year um you know they got him at right guard right now might move him to left guard might maybe some tackle work i don't know but 
even if so i think you know left guard's going to be aaron banks center's probably going to be jake brindle right guard's going to be brunskill i don't even think he's going to be the backup at right guard i think he could be a healthy scratch on early games because even if let's say brunskill moves to center because brindle can't handle it I think Jalen Moore would be the right guard or even Colton McKivitz. So I think there's a pretty good buffer between this kid right now and what it will be next year. My guess is much closer to an Aaron Banks type trajectory and development with his rookie year where it's just a year of seasoning, a year of cultivation, and then we get to unleash him. He'll only be 22 next year. So he's trade Lance rookie young. You know what I mean? Like, this guy, sky's the limit, but raw, smaller school, not used to the, you know, level of competition, but I love this kid. Um, I think he's going to make the 53, but just redshirt, redshirt, redshirt. When you see Spencer Burford, just think redshirt. Um, I, I just think that's the way it's going to be. No way he gets any playing time, especially the first six weeks of the season, even with maybe one or two injuries to the inside. Still don't think that's him. And that's not... Uh, a criticism of anything that this kid brings. That's not what this is. He is 100% talent, but the 49ers have continually shown, we're not going to play you where you are. We want to play you where you will be. It's the development of Kyle Shanahan. It's the whole MO. And because the 2022 49ers are so deep, he gets to wait and grow into what he will be. Now remember, this entire list is biggest impact on the 2022 season. That's why I'm on 59. He's making the roster, but he's going to be red-shirted. Not going to see him too much playing time. Oh, we got a fun one today, ladies and gents. Continuing our 49ers roster countdown. We're at number 58 now. We got Roz, Duct Tape, Dwelly, the tight end, the fullback, the practice squad champion. This kid is... He's not a kid anymore. He's 27. This is his fifth season in the NFL. Has just found a way to stick <laughs> and hold things together for the 49ers. Um, and in the, the most positive way. That, that is not meant as an insult by any stretch. It's a huge compliment. He's 6'5", 235. And jersey number 82. He has just found a way. Just found a way. It, it doesn't matter. Now, Things last year in the 2021 season continued to kind of down spiral, and I hope it's not the end of his time with the 49ers because he's just been such a morale and energy and just booster. When the 49ers struggle, whether it's injuries to Kittle, he steps up. Injuries to Kyle Juszczyk, he steps up. It just keeps things going. He's a glue guy um, and just holds things together. That's why I call him duct tape dwelly, right? Because if something's broken, you put duct tape over it and now it works. And he has done that several times for the 49ers. So let's, let's jump in. Let's go back all the way to Oak Ridge High School in El Dorado Hills in California, the Fighting Trojans, and kind of what he did in high school because he had a pretty interesting journey. Now, you know, he attended Oak Ridge High School. He played baseball and football and was the quarterback for the high school for the first two seasons. Eventually lost out that job and basically opted out, quit football, 
in high school. His junior year just said, you know what? I'm going to focus on baseball. This is my future, whatever else. But the football coach at Oak Ridge High School said, come on back out for your senior season. You're not quarterback. Let's move you to tight end. I think we can make something happen for you. He agrees. And, man, we should all be thankful that he did. He comes back his senior year in high school, has 43 catches, over 500 receiving yards, five touchdowns. It was named the team's offensive MVP. Uh, This is a kid that quit. Came back, found his role, and just thrived. Um, earned the offensive MVP, as I said, and they became champions that year. They won it all. Made 43 catches, as I said. Also lettered in baseball. Now, because he you know, was late to the game, didn't get a lot of you know stuff out there. Eventually lands at San Diego, the University of San Diego. Um, Red shirts his freshman year, 2013, comes out, starts 12 games as a redshirt freshman, uh, second team all-conference honors, caught 23 balls, and it just kept going from there. Second team all-conference the next year, uh, most improved offensive player as a redshirt sophomore. Then as a junior year, guess what? All academic honor roll. Every single player of the 49ers, I feel, hits this. Um, caught at least one touchdown in eight contests his junior year, and then senior year, redshirt senior year, just went all out. Um, FCS All-American third team, all-conference player, and caught 50 balls, 600-plus yards, and 10 touchdowns. And he finished his career at San Diego. Um, all-time leader in receptions, 197. Yards, 2,305. And touchdowns, 26 touchdowns. This dude was just a receiving threat. He was an industrial engineering major. So, again, the he's smart, okay? Um, also, off the field, which I, th- I thought was important, Spends time volunteering with the Evening of Dreams Foundation, which basically helps organize proms for teenagers with special needs. So um, active in the community, smart as hell, just kind of a multi-purpose, can do it all. Quarterback, tight end, fullback, whatever else. And you can kind of see why he didn't get recruited because of the junior year not playing, but also he didn't really transfer. His 40-yard dash was a 5-1-1. Not fast. I mean, that's, that's O-line numbers. Three cones, 7.1. Not bad for a tight end. 27 half inch vertical. He's not the elite athlete. He's got the size. Yeah, I mean, you can't coach 6'5", 235. He's got the size. But the measurables, the metrics, the explosiveness, the speed, he just doesn't really have. Because of that, he didn't get drafted despite all the numbers he put up. The 49ers land him as an undrafted free agent April 30th, 2018. And he was cut at the end of training camp, brought back to the practice squad. Again, if you're a practice squad member on the 49ers, you're going to get your chance. You just got to kind of wait. And then finally, in the middle of October, he finally got called up versus the Packers. Didn't really do much. Um, Caught his first pass three weeks later against the Raiders. And just kind of, you know, just around. Practice squad, just around guy, not getting a lot of stuff. Had two catches his rookie year. Then the following year, man, um, he, he, he stepped up big. Back to the practice squad again, made his first start October 13, 2019 against the Rams, and that's when Kyle Juszczyk got hurt. He was taking tight end two snaps, and 2019, that year, good gosh, it, it was an incredible year, and he played a huge part in it because when Juszczyk went down, he stepped in did a great job. Later on, Kittle went down, stepped in, did a great job for him as well. We made it all the way to the Super Bowl that year, got the number one seed, and a lot of it was, again, this is where we finally gave him the name duct tape is because people kept going down, and he just kept stepping up. Not that he was 
amazing. You know, he didn't really pass the eye test, but he kept things going, made some key blocks, key catches, key first downs. Nothing that's really ESPN, you know, Sports Center highlight special, but played a huge role. Then last year, and, and I hope that 2020 was the anomaly. He signs a one-year deal. Um, you know, in 2020 he did, and he, he played a lot, played in all 16 games of 2020 and by far his best year. Then you get to 2021 and it just started just kind of going down big time downhill played in 17 games, had two starts in 2021, but after those starts, they weren't good. Um, didn't block particularly well, was okay in the passing game, but nothing special. He only finished with four catches last year. Charlie Warner started taking all of his snaps. And as the year went on, I mean, Dwelly was almost, you know, a couple special team snaps and that's it. So I, I hope that the trajectory isn't over, that he peaked in 2019 and 2020, and then 2021 has kind of showed because he's heading out the door. I was shocked whenever they re-signed him. I love this kid. I want him to make the team. But the 49ers did him no favors this offseason because they brought in not one, not two, but three tight ends to compete for that tight end three spot. And that's what's going to be rough for him. Now, during OTAs and minicamp, he took all the first team reps because Warner and Kittle, they were just held out for precaution. Like they're trying to see who is the tight end three on this team. And it's between Ross Dwelly, Tyler Croft, who has even more experience, Tanner Hudson, Troy Fumagalli, and then Jordan Matthews. Only one of those guys is making the roster. Kittle and Warner are locks. Who's going to be the tight end three? I don't think they're keeping four. One will go to the practice squad or probably be picked up by somebody else. But he's got to prove himself. You're looking for a fun training camp battle, uh, preseason battle. This is it. That tight end three spot. Because I'm not expecting Kittle and Warner really to get any work. Maybe one series or two. They're going to rest them both because they are locks. It's going to be interesting. Now, what do I expect to happen? I don't have Dwelly making it. I think practice squad is where he will go. Um, they'll keep him around for sure if they can. But, man, that is a tough battle. I think Tyler Cross probably going to win that. But, man, I, I love all these guys. want to say thank you to Anthony. want to say thank you to Josh, the executive producers of this series. We're just going to keep counting them down. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.